0: Today's reading is Ezra chapter 6 and we're going to use this chapter to help set the stage for the rest of the series readings which begin in Mark. Between the close of the Old Testament and the beginning of Jesus's ministry, we have a roughly 400 year time period where there's quite a bit that's going on and Ezra 6 is going to be our starting point to explain some of the new cultural and religious elements that become dominant forces during the life and ministry of Jesus. Ezra 6 begins with Darius, king of Persia, giving the command to rebuild the temple that King Cyrus had authorized years ago in Ezra chapter 1. Between the time of these two monarchs, Israel had been forbidden to rebuild God's temple by threat of the inhabitants of the land that had replaced the Jews while in exile. You see, when Babylon took the Jews out of the land of Israel, back in Second Kings chapter 25, they also put other people that they had conquered in to replace them. And so over the years, these Gentiles, they would intermarry with some of the Jews who had been left behind, learn the Jewish religion, and become what were called Samaritans. And you'll read of how Jews despised Samaritans in places like John chapter 4. In the eyes of a pure-blooded Jew, a Samaritan was at best a half-breed invader who had come in and corrupted the pure religion of Israel's God and had at one time fought against rebuilding God's temple. But back to the book of Ezra, we have Darius giving the command to rebuild. And so the temple ends up being completed. Reading from Ezra chapter 6, verse 16, Then the Israelites, including the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the exiles, celebrated the dedication of the house of God with joy. For the dedication of God's house, they offered 100 bulls, 200 rams, and 400 lambs, as well as a 12 male goats as a sin offering for all Israel, each for Israelites' tribes. They also appointed the priests by their divisions and the Levites by their groups to the service of God in Jerusalem according to what is written in the book of Moses. So Israel's back in the promised land, the temple's rebuilt, and so it's time for a celebration. But amidst the celebrating, there's one honored guest missing, God himself. In the book of Exodus, after the tabernacle was finished, we read in Exodus 40 verses 34 and 35 that the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was unable to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud rested on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when Solomon built the temple in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 10, when the priests came out of the holy place, the cloud filled the Lord's temple. And because of the cloud, the priests were not able to continue ministering for the glory of the Lord filled the temple. So in both previous homes of God, he's made it obvious that he's living there by filling it with his presence, the cloud. But in Ezra chapter 6, God is noticeably absent. The Jews had physically returned from the exile. They were in the promised land. But until their Gentile oppressors were overthrown, and as long as God was missing from his temple, Israel was still exiled from God, and waiting for him to fulfill all those promises that he had made in the prophets. The question of how and when God would return was answered in many different ways over the next four centuries. For example, we have the Pharisees, who would call themselves the spiritual successors of Ezra, and they believed that God wouldn't return unless Israel kept a strict adherence to the law of Moses and the tradition of the elders. God wasn't coming back because the land was full of sinners who didn't keep perfect Torah observance the Sadducees, they didn't really seem interested in the return of God. They were from the upper ends of society and were just fine with Israel being ruled by Gentiles as long as they got a decent share of the spoil as well. They denied core Jewish beliefs such as the resurrection because some other parties would try to resurrect the nation of Israel through violent overthrows. Which brings us to the Zealots. These were a violent Jewish sect that opposed the rule of the Gentile oppressors with the sword. They took their example from the seal of Phineas in Numbers 25 and the prophet Elijah, who both used violent means to accomplish God's will. And then there are plenty of other groups and individuals that were around and up to the point of Jesus, but never written about by any biblical author. We have the Essenes who wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, who lived as an isolated community out in the desert. They believe that they were the true Israel. We have the Hasmonians who established Jewish political independence for a brief time, before being crushed by Rome. And then there was the Jewish historian Josephus, who believed that God had abandoned Israel and had instead endorsed Rome. All of these cultures and movements were desperate for the return of God and each was trying to bring it about by their own unique way. The one thing they could all agree on, though, was that something was still very wrong and they were waiting for something big to happen. Tomorrow, we're going to begin reading Mark which tells us a story of a man named Jesus who saw all the promises of God coming true in his life and ministry. And he would show Israel what God expected of his people and that God was still faithful to his promise and that God's presence would continue among his followers through the gift of the Holy Spirit.